All right, let's face it. Everyone's jumping on the podcast bandwagon, right? Well, the person who invented the term jump on the bandwagon was P.T. Barnum, and he invented a little thing called the Barnum and Bailey Circus. So let's jump on the new wave circus, Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast app that will help you distribute to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even more. They have tools you can use to edit your podcast wherever you are whether it be from your phone or from your laptop and uh, not only that it's free you can make your money from your podcast with no minimum listenership and all you have to do is download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started over back i am coming to you as a new man ladies and gentlemen any real man knows when you learn something if you don't apply it you might as well never have learned it and what i've learned is if i want to achieve the level of posterity If I want to succeed, I need to act like I want to succeed. By act, I mean pretend. This shit's all make-believe anyways, right? But I have to say, the past few days uh, have been bestowed a lot of knowledge, and I want to not so much share the knowledge, I'd rather keep it to myself until I can become more successful, but as a man, I know that's not the best route to take. So, in all seriousness, I did the Evil Mark show the other day. Uh, we did a list of our, our top four superb owl moments. Now, I know a little bit about sports, but man, what's the analogy I'm looking for? I went into that contest like, like a professional go-kart racer would go into their first NASCAR event without knowing they were getting behind the wheel of a Camaro. By professional go-kart racer, I mean obviously a 13-year-old who doesn't even have a driver's license yet. To be thrown behind the wheel with those guys who know what they're talking about when it comes to sports was, it was interesting. I'm not a huge sports guy, but I mean, I haven't played football since I played half-half holdback in high school. Played that for all four years. I don't want to brag. Half, half, hold back. Half, half, hold back. Half, half, hold back. All four years. Anyways. Trying to remember how many touchdowns I had as a half, half, hold back. At least seven. Huh. Pretty goddamn good. Did it with no pads too. In case you guys are wondering. I immediately, in true fashion, stepped on a landmine. Literally the minute I was allowed to start talking, which is nothing new, but you'll have to tune in that. Uh, you can find it on evilmark.com. You can on episode number 20, the superb owl episode. From what I here i think it also might stand for super bowl i can't confirm or deny that at this point but i don't want to leave anything out in case i miss something super cool guy i was on the panel with a couple other guys eric evil mark of course the host of the show uh, you can find the show on evilmark.com uh, also on spotify and from the knowledge this guy has i'm sure it's everywhere it's probably behind you right now as you're listening to this this, this guy knows this stuff and that that's what i learned i realized that i am slowly becoming a part of the community and allowing me to support the community in return and it's it, it feels good to be able to do that I'm not sure how much support I'll be able to provide. I don't know if they're going to even want my support. But you know me. You know my policy on asking for consent. And if you don't, you have to listen to the episode. Because I absolutely tell you... It was weird being out of my element, you know, those, those guys really know the sports, you know, and one of the gentlemen's name was Jared, hosts the Feathers and Friends podcast, and it's not what you think. I listened to it, it's pretty good as a as a recovering gamer. The other gentleman was Eric Stevens, and those three guys know sports. I mean, literally the first pick was Super Bowl 13.5, number 22 ran six yards for a quarter of a touchdown, and the year was 1977, and I, I immediately knew I was in over my head. So obviously I pulled one of the few Super Bowl moments that I have still remaining in my memory and uh let's just say it went in it was very interesting I did not get the reaction I expected yet did get the reaction I would have given myself being put in the situation that said it was an interesting game there was an evil twist at the evil end of uh, the evil mark 
podcast game and evil prevailed if I have to be honest but uh, I've gotten a lot of knowledge from those guys I look definitely would like to do the the show again and uh, open to do another podcast and I'm excited about having them on it's a learning experience when you can sit down with people that are, are not of the same background or ideals and kind of be able to mesh together and you know it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be an all-out you know troll clusterfuck like most of this shit online ends up being but yeah all those guys were great and if I could do it all over again I wouldn't change a god damn thing except for maybe my first pick you guys have to listen to the episode to find out how bad i fucked up out the gate immediately and you'll have to listen to this episode to see how bad i fuck up again or listen to a previous episode to hear about how i fucked up before that last time i fucked up or listen to another episode in the future and you'll hear about how i'm gonna fuck up in the future as well see they're not the only ones with knowledge to share. Anyways, this episode is a little bit of a mashup, so it's going to sound a little strange at points. I mean, obviously the whole thing sounds strange, but the episode is mixed in with some old stories from a previous podcast with some new stories, of course. I try to kind of pepper them in so they're mixed up, but, you know, the Super Bowl being the theme, I had to bring back one NFL topic I felt pretty strongly about. And if you're listening to this and you are a sports nut, definitely check out the Evil Mark show because that guy probably has a lot more to say that you'd rather hear than me talking out of my ass all right everybody thanks for checking it out uh follow us on all the social media come talk shit on the clubhouse app for android and and iphone i'm at the rev t-h-e-e-r-e-v and bring it you don't have to like copy to come get roasted it's a great time we all have fun i met a lot of cool people on there too i'm telling you networking is, is so much easier these days i really enjoy it Plus, if you don't like some fuddy dud, you can just fucking kick him off your buddy list. You know what I mean? You don't have to deal with him anymore. It's not like it's not the same guy that was back in the day where you're all getting ready to go. And it's like there's four of you and you have four girls coming that you met somewhere. And then the fifth guy shows up and we all know who that fifth guy is. And if you're that fifth guy listening to this podcast, then fucking step your game up and become one of the fourth guys. It's not too late. You can become one of the first four. Everything goes out the window if, you have, if they bring women. But if you're the fifth guy with no women, ugh, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, even though we all know you're not. All right, that's enough of me. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl and go wrangle. Let's walk into it. I got papers, blunts, bongs, all the ingredients to make a high <laughs> pie. <laughs> I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Yeah! So the f- what? Thank you all for returning. I hope you're enjoying the shit out of life. Alright, we've got at least three things to get to this week, so I'm going to step on the fucking gas. In honor of Black Mystery Month, this episode is a remix. Uh, it's some old stories with a couple new stories. So if you don't like it, don't like the past episodes some of the stories are from. But if you do like it, like the current stories. There's a mystery for you to solve this month. We're going to get to the bottom of this Black Mystery Month. We're going to discuss what kind of shape uh, Joe Coy is getting into be in the next Terminator. Some international shout-outs. A hot take on a cold concert. The first nun to make Priest look good. And Macklemore versus not Macklemore. All that shit. Plus the...
little bit more fixed. Now I need to address something that's really been bothering me year after year, every year, for years now, every February, I go back to my hometown of the new goddamn business bill and I attempt to assist in, in solving crimes in the African American community because, you know, what other meaning could Black Mystery Month have? And year after year, I get nothing but guff. I get treated like I shouldn't be there and nobody wants my help. I am just fit to be tight. So this episode is where we get to the bottom of this whole Black Mystery Month because what is this mystery that hasn't been solved yet? I tried. Special Officer Doofy. Can someone please explain why February is Black Mystery Month? For the longest, I just haven't understood, and it's really starting to impact my day-to-day life, and I I believe safety as well at times. I mean, African Americans are better at sports than we are. This isn't basketball, J-Rock. Definitely better dressers than we are. Boo-foo, buy us, fuck you. And dance so well that we don't even try anymore, and by we... I mean me, and by me, I mean Vikings, because I'm a Viking. Modern day without a ship, but it's my heritage, in case you guys are wondering. Even if you weren't wondering, I'm going to tell you anyways, because that's what Vikings do. Mm-hmm, I heard that. I wish I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. Before I go any further, is to say thank you to some of the countries that are actually supporting the podcast. I mean, a big shout out to Thailand. I never thought I'd say that. Hopefully I'll come visit you one day and do some legal shit. Not the legal shit you guys are known for. No offense, but I think we all know what I'm getting at there. But some other illegal shit. You know, I'm up for that. And shout out to Brazil and Mexico. Peru, my people in Peru. I actually grew up, uh, my friend growing up is half Peruvian. Only the good half, but Mexico. Orale, you. And I don't know any Portuguese Brazil, so I'm not going to embarrass myself. But man, thank you very much. Sure, you know exactly what I'm thanking Brazil for. Am I right, fellas? Anyways, back to this bullshit. So let's once and for all put this fucking Kaepernick bullshit to bed. This motherfucker has got some brass ones, I'll tell you that much. Comparing the NFL to slavery is about as ridiculous as comparing Colin Kaepernick to an NFL quarterback, or even a documentarian for that matter. Why don't you ask Jerry Rice? Or, or uh, you know what, fuck it, go balls out and ask Joe Montana. Uh, I wonder if he could compare racism to the NFL training camp that he was in when they were a fucking dynasty and anybody listens to this podcast all fucking 15 of you know that i'm not a 49er fan but i'm from the yay area man i think i'll leave it at that but seriously this prick basically begged and pleaded and said he couldn't get back on to an nfl team because he was blacklisted yet they gave him a shot to try out again and everybody forgets he changed it the last minute he changed the entire agreement he changed the location he changed you know i'll leave it at that he changed the location dude you can't tell the judge i'll be there if you give me a reduced sentence i'll by the way instead you gotta come to my fucking yard you can't do that i tried you can't i know for sure at least in california you can't do that so fuck colin kaepernick go back to turlock where you're nobody what else you got now this next story has some spoilers in it okay so i'm just telling you ahead of time it turns out that the evil villain from terminator 2 was looking for joe coy this whole time and apparently he she i don't know which pronouns the evil villain from terminator 2 goes by i don't remember what they used when they had their show on the e-network but they have located Joe Coy and apparently they wiped his memory of all the fucked up things they said to him when he was on their show Chelsea lately because this fucking guy is acting as if he doesn't remember any of the shit that she said to him I can't remember an episode that he was on that I ever saw where he wasn't the butt of every goddamn joke possible and now in true fashion it looks like they're just continuing the tradition
Put aside the fact that she did nothing but berate him every appearance he ever had on her show, okay? That ain't retarded. Put aside the fact, especially, that she had the show because she was fucking some dude at E. You went full retard, man. Put aside the fact that her career is basically a dumpster fire, okay? I want you to put all three of those aside. Never go full retard. And if you see them around, you wish those lovebirds good luck and it fucking sucks joe coy is one of the greatest to do it he found his niche and exploited the hell out of it and that's what we're all trying to do anyway so i mean make no mistake about it unfortunately for joe coy chelsea handler's niche is mummy fucking her way to the top and i assure you she's the top in that relationship i think i'm more shocked that she didn't die in the end of terminator 2 than i am by her attaching herself to joe coy but look if i get an invitation in the mail to the wedding i'll, I'll backtrack on all this bullshit who had a thought, if I get an invitation to the wedding and the divorce, I'll not only backtrack on everything I just said, I'll say it again. Excuse me, are you out of your mind? Uh, <laughs> now shut the fuck up and let me do my job. And if Joe Coy's numbers tank and Chelsea Handler sticks by his side after that, I'll fucking sell the rights to this bullshit right now. I almost forgot about our sponsors. Uh, I wanted to thank, uh, no, you know what, they forgot about us. So you get nothing, you lose. Good day, sir. The next thing I want to address is the tragedy at the Astro World concert. Now I understand, the saddest part of the story is, is the child that fell off of his father's shoulders and is now in a coma. To try to pull the silver lining from this story, if your dad thinks it's a good idea to take you at 9 years old to a Travis Scott concert and throw you up on his shoulders, you know, just so you can hear all the words clearly, a long nap probably isn't gonna hurt. I don't think you're gonna miss much. I'll tell you the saddest part of the story is that the father of the child who was in a coma was unfortunately not one of the people that was crushed at the concert. Um, so that means that this prick's out there procreating. Still, I'm sure he is. And, uh, or maybe he's just hanging out waiting for Two Life Crew to have a reunion tour so he can take his daughter. You fucking idiot. You little bitch ass motherfucker. The Super Bowl's coming up in two days. is going to be played at SoFi Stadium, which looks pretty fucking awesome, to be honest with you. I mean, the only joke there is probably the parking, right? It's probably horrendous. Oh, God. I don't even know if I'm going to cut that out or not at this point. I saw that uh, Angel Hayes weighed in on Macklemore's Grammy win. Uh, I bet you guys don't even know what fucking episode that's from, whether it's current or past, because, huh? Who's talking about either one of them other than me and probably them? Any fucking ways. There was a story that... I have to discuss because uh, Margaret Cooper, who was a, who is a nun, she was the principal of uh, St. James Catholic School in LA, uh, in Torrance technically, it's a suburb of LA, uh, she pleaded guilty to uh, one count of wire fraud and money laundering because she stole approximately $835,000 from the school when she was principal from 2008 to 2018. Now I know what you're thinking. She obviously embezzled this money to, you know, help the homeless or start some sort of habitat for humanity in another country. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Apparently, she had a little bit of a gambling problem. Either didn't know how to play poker or blackjack, whatever her fancy was. Or definitely didn't know uh, when to say when at a slot machine because you can't spend that much at a slot machine without having some sort of commitment issue. Well, she committed to the Lord, but not very well. So maybe it is a commitment issue. But it's good to see that even if you're a nun, so let that be a lesson to all the nuns out there. I grew up. I'm sure there's a couple good ones out there, or maybe they're gone by now, I don't know. But Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. And when you got some downtime in between eating all that fucking food, watching whoever's playing, I'm just kidding. I know it's the 
Campernandi Bangles and some other some other guys. Come find me on Clubhouse if you get bored. I'm at the Rev T H E E R E V. Uh, you can reach out at the website if you want to send me your uh, videos. If you eaten too much or just fucking your friends up who drank too much and fell asleep early, that's always fun. Never gets old. That's at www.yeahsopodcast.com forward slash rev. You can find us at the Twitters, the YouTubes, obviously, the Spotify's, the Googles, the Apples, and in hell eventually. No, you know what? Fuck that. Send me your videos of you doing the Icky Wood Shuffle. That's what I want to see. Preferably if you get injured while you're doing it. I, I, that would mean a lot more to me. And the next story that was in the news actually, unfortunately, is a uh, podcast listener of ours. A gentleman in Vegas uh, threatened to blow up a Las Vegas casino. He told the officers involved that he had a grenade in his body. Now, I'll give you guys all one guess where in his body he said he had a grenade. And if he said it out loud, it wasn't in his mouth. Obviously, this guy heard my award-winning podcast about the uh, Brit who had the mortar round stuck up his asshole and uh, tried to reenact it as an ode to the show. Well, sir, we thank you, and uh, good luck with the trial. Another story I read about, just to show you how pussy our society is becoming, this guy was armed with an AR-15 rifle, and he was, uh, he broke into someone's house, he ate some shrimp, he took a bath, apparently he drank a couple beers, homeowners came home, caught him in the house, he apologized and left $200 for breaking their window, and left with his bag that had his AR-15 and I'm assuming anything else that um, he probably didn't take anything. This guy's obviously way too fucking polite to be a thief. But, I mean, what kind of world are we living in where you can walk in on your home and there's an unknown assailant with an AR-15 and he apologizes to you? What a pussy. When you have the rifle, you're supposed to be the one in charge. And on the other end of things, what pieces of shit for calling the police? The guy had a fucking AR-15. He could have ended your shit right then and there. And he paid for the window he broke? Sounds like the most distinguished pussy gentleman I've ever heard of. I hope they give him life. I hope the homeowners get life too. Fuck it. One of Hugh Hefner's ex-girlfriends claimed that she was a drug mule for him through the years that they were together. And the fact now is she's coming out and saying that what he did was abuse and he wouldn't be happy now that I'm exposing him. Not a word about the trafficking, allegedly. Not a word about, about human trafficking, but sending her to pick up an eight ball once a week the humanity in that is and i'm sure she never did any drugs when she was hugh hefner's girlfriend at the playboy mansion this woman is complaining about having to pick up drugs that she probably in fact pinched every single time and i'm not saying she didn't earn those drugs because you know i I think we all know what she probably had to do to get those drugs or if she would have taken it seriously she would have had a longer career because we all know how long the career of a playboy bunny goes i mean there's a couple that stand out but i'm not going to say her name and i don't even recognize her name so Mm -hmm. Maybe she should have stayed in logistics. San Francisco cocksucker! They released another story of this Destiny Lachey, you know, rest in peace, a star of the My 600 Pound Life, passed away. Now, for all intents and purposes, not to be disrespectful, but I think it'd be a bigger news story if someone from this show didn't pass away within a year of the airing. I mean, we're literally watching people die. I mean, you guys are. I don't watch this horse shit. But no disrespect to her. I'm sure she did more than she expected to, and that's, that's, uh... She probably didn't expect to do anything, so it's cool that she uh, starred on a show being a transgender. Wait a minute. She was transgender? So what killed her? The 600 pounds or... Nah, her dick wasn't that big. 